time when things are shifting. We're going to be, be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. Hello everyone, this is End Time Headlines. It is Tuesday, February 7th, and we want to welcome you to tonight's broadcast. If you're new to the broadcast and this is your first time joining us, or maybe someone's invited you into this podcast, let us know in the comment section below where you guys are joining us from and that you are new so that we can acknowledge you. Uh, and again, for all of you guys that are watching or listening, don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button and hit this, uh, sh- and hit the share button as well. So tonight's podcast, I want to talk about what is called uh, the acronym is NDE and it stands for near death experience. Now I know this is a controversial topic. But this is something that we're seeing more and more, and it's not something new per se, but we're seeing this circulated more and more. We see it on on local news. We see it on national news levels, and we're even seeing stories that are circulating about priests and preachers and pastors that are allegedly dying. Uh, or they experience some type of a uh, heart attack or uh, some type of an event that takes place and they claim that they die. Uh, they come out of their bodies and they're experiencing what they're calling a out of body experience, uh, whether it be paradise or heaven. And they see this and say that. Um, so we're going to we're going to tackle this today. We're going to tackle this from a uh, what I believe is a solid biblical perspective. So if if you like to learn something today, uh, want to challenge you to just hang in there, hang with us for the next uh, 30 to 40 minutes. And we're going to dig into this. We're going to give you some stories that have recently circulated and made headlines. And we're going to tackle those. But before we get to that, I want to kind of build a, build a foundation, uh, with the, uh, what we're talking about, the near death experience, what this means, and then scripturally where we're going with this. And then we'll get to these stories. So when something talks about a, uh, a near death experience or NDE, uh, by definition, it is a profound personal experience associated with death or impending death, which researchers claim share similar characteristics when positive. Such experiences may encompass a variety, a variety, excuse me, of sensations, including detachment from the body, feelings of levitation, total serenity, security, warmth, and now this is key here, the experience of absolute dis, disillusion and the presence of light. Now, I want to emphasize something here that we're going to talk about. They all they all testify of a, a warm, inviting, uh, sensual feeling of the presence of light. Now, when I say they, I'm talking about when you start digging into this and you do your research, you'll discover that we're talking about people of all faiths around the world, whether Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, Islam, Christianity, all major religions will have 
these testimonies of individuals that held to those faiths that have had near-death experiences, whether it be through a sickness, whether it be a car accident, a shooting, whatever. They, they, their heart stops beating. They clinically die. And then they all share this same similar testimony wherein which they claim they, they see themselves lifting up out of their body. They see their body. Many of these say they see their body laying on wherever it was at, whether it's still in a car, it's in a hospital bed, it's on the ground, whatever. They, they're levitating over their body, but yet they, they feel no pain and they feel a sensation of warmth, peace. And watch this, that every one of them inevitably say they see a tunnel or an encasement of light that is, that is, uh, welcoming to them. And they, they feel, uh, again, this level of peace that they've never experienced in, uh, in their entire life. Now, here's the, uh, now here's what's terrifying about this. There's a good and there's bad to this. So let's get up. We're going to tackle this. Let's go right into this. We know that according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 27, the, the writer of Hebrews says, it is appointed for men to die once, but after this judgment. So we can all agree here that if, listen, if you're watching this and you're a believer, you have to agree with the word of God. The Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof and correction, instruction of righteousness. Okay. So we all know that we are all appointed unto death. Listen, two things guaranteed. You're born into this world and you will eventually die. Okay. If you do not, if you do not live to see the harpezo, the gathering together, the rapture, whatever. If you don't, if we, if you, uh, if if you are not alive and remain, according to what the apostle Paul said, to be caught up in the air, then you will meet physical death somehow, some way. And it says that you, every man is appointed to die once, but after this comes the judgment. Now this is important. Now I want to show you. And, and I am going to share my screen with you. I want to show you this. I'm going to go to the second Corinthians chapter 12. But before, you know what? Let me go back. I'll, we'll pull that back up, but I got to give you, let me go back. I want to go to old Testament because I can't jump straight in the new Testament. Let's go to old Testament. Now, when we talk about death in the old Testament, before the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's what we're talking about under the old covenant. When an individual died, whether righteous or unrighteous, their soul and spirit went out of their bodies and they went into a lower part of the earth. Now, listen, we did a whole study on this on in, 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 in previous podcasts, and I cannot go verse by verse by verse by verse on this, because if I do this, it's going to take an hour and a half to get through this podcast. So I would advise you go back and look in our archives and we go through verse by verse and do an in-depth teaching on this. So I'm going to give you kind of the synopsis of this or the cliff notes of this and get to the bullet points of this. Now, again, I want to say this. 
the those that are of the the Seventh Day Adventist. Seventh-day Adventists are going to disagree with everything I have to say today because they don't believe that the soul and spirit, when that when an individual dies, they do not believe that it departs their body and it goes to either two locations. They believe that it goes into a state called soul sleep. So in other words, if the individual died on a sea cruise or in a ship at sea, or they died in a car accident, or they died in a tornado, their soul and spirit, wherever they died, their soul and spirit come out of their body and it goes into a, in a state of sleep and it rests in the ground per say right in that location until the resurrection that's what they believe but i believe when we break break down the scriptures line on line precept on precept here little there little we'll discover that i did this this doctrine or this belief doesn't hold water so we're going to get into that now under the old covenant there was a chamber under the earth called the Jews understood this and their writings as Abraham's bosom. Now, all we're doing is now does the Bible mention Abraham's bosom? Uh, yes, actually it does in Luke 16. And we're going to get to that because that's new covenant, new Testament. But right now we're in the old. This is a chasm under the earth that was in the old Testament called Abraham's bosom. And all this is, is just language given to, uh, to describe this chamber. Now in this chamber, there was a separation. There was, uh, there was an upper floor and there was a lower floor and the upper floor was what was called again, Abraham's bosom. But on the lower chamber of this is what the Bible calls or called rather hell or Hades, uh, some translations say Gehenna. Now this was this chamber, and I'm going to prove all this to you in Luke 16 in just a second. It was separated by a great gulf fix. Now, so this was all d- before death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everybody's still with me. You got to stay with me here. So all those that died under the law of Moses... They all went down. The righteous uh, and under the law of Moses would go. If they were righteous, they would go into this Abraham's bosom, upper compartment. Those that were wicked, evil, that abhor God, they, they, uh, they rejected, um, God's commands. This, they went into this lower compartment where it was a place of torment The Bible describes it as a place where the fire is not quenched. The worm dieth not a place of outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth and separation from God. Now, now I want to take you to now we're going to go to Luke 16. I had to say that so we could get you to right here. And then we're going to jump around here. Now, when we go to the book of Luke chapter 16, Look what it says here. Now, again, the Seventh-day Adventists and other brothers and sisters of other particular faiths and denominations will try to convince you that this entire passage here was simply a parable and it's not literal. But guys, I'm telling you, this is not a parable. This is literal. Almost 
pretty much every parable that Jesus speaks, he, he emphasizes and, and, or the writer of it, whether it be the writer of Luke, whether it be Matthew, whether it be Mark, it says, and then he spoke unto them a parable and then unto a parable he spoke and then he spoke a parable. But here, this, there's no reference here that this is a parable. It mentions actual individuals. So Luke 16, 19, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and he fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. Now, this is not the Lazarus that was raised from the dead in the book of John. But again, these are two individuals that were known in the day that Jesus walked the earth and the disciples were there as well. Watch this. They, this, uh, this beggar was full of sores and he laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs, which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sore. So he had some type of infirmity here. So it was that the beggar had died. Now watch this. And was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Stop. The angels here are not carrying his physical body. They're carrying his soul and spirit because your, your physical body cannot enter hell or it will not enter in hell. Um, as we know it, because the Bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Okay. So here he's talking about the soul and spirit has had departed from the rich, the beggar, the beggar uh, who died. Now look what it says. And was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Just in case you, if you believe that his body was carried into this place, it tells you right here that the rich man had died as well and his body was buried. Come on, somebody. They, they conducted a funeral. They did a eulogy. There was a physical body in the casket, in the grave for both these men. Verse 23, and being in torments in Hades. Now, where is this? Under the earth. He lifted up his eyes. Now, this is talking about the rich man and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. This is where we get the term Abraham's bosom because this was his upper compartment because remember the the rich man died he went to hell he's in Hades he lifts up his eyes he's looking upward and he sees both Abraham and Lazarus in this compartment and again this, this is where we get the term Abraham's bosom verse 24 and then he cried and said father Abraham have mercy on me so notice, uh, I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Let me read the rest of this, and I'm going to give you some some pretty powerful points here. He said, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tongue, the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am present tense. I am present tense tormented in this flame. 
But Abraham said, son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus, his evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. Remember, both men had died. Both men had been buried and both men, soul and spirit came out of their bodies. One is now being comforted and the other is being tormented. Verse 26. And besides all this between us and you, There is a great gulf fixed. So just in case you thought Brother Ricky was making this up, there you go. So that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. So God forbid these individuals once all this is important when we get into the latter part of this podcast. Once an individual crossed a certain line, a barrier beyond the light, beyond that light, and they entered into this place, the word of God says they cannot pass from here or to there. Now watch this. Abraham said unto him, they have, look what he says here. Um, Verse 27. And then he said, I beg you therefore, father, that you would send him to my father's house. Now he's talking about Lazarus here, the beggar who died. Send him to my father's house for I have five brothers that he may testify to them lest they also come to this place of torment. So here you, I'm just, you got to follow on with me. The rich man is begging Abraham to send Lazarus who's already dead to resurrect him to go in back to the earth and warn his brothers so that they may not enter into this place of torment. But look at Abraham's response. This is verse 29. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets. So again, this was before the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This was not under the new covenant. This was before. This is very important. Okay. So at that time present, when this took place, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no, father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And Abraham responded, but he said unto him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. So Abraham was not permitted to grant this request to this rich man who had died that he may have Lazarus raised from the dead to go and preach to his brothers. Now, there is something else that I find fascinating that I want to share with you. And that is, uh, and that is this notice here that all these individuals who had died and their soul and spirit came out of their bodies. They still had all five senses operating when they had passed into eternity. Notice the rich man said that he was in torment, pain and suffering. So he he had the ability to feel he was able to see Abraham afar off so he could see. He begged Lazarus to come dip his finger in water to cool his tongue so he could feel thirst and pain and anguish. 
All right. Then he was able to remember his life on the earth prior to his death. And he remembered that he also had brothers that were still alive. He had recollection of this. He understood and he knew that they had not still, they would still, they were still alive. They were still on earth and they had not passed. Wow. This is fun. This is powerful guys. This is uh frightening to be honest with you. So again, I wanted to emphasize that now, now I want to take you to a story that is post resurrection of Christ in the new Testament. Let me say that one more time. I want to take you to a story. This is in second Corinthians chapter 12. This is after the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is when the early church was being established through the apostles. One of them being the apostle Paul, who was formerly Saul of Tarsus. The historical backdrop of this story that I'm about to read to you was the Apostle Paul was ministering in Lystra. He was stoned to death. He had died. And he, his heart had stopped beating. He died. And in that process, something happened to the Apostle Paul in which he gives the account of this in his letter to the church of Corinth in second Corinthians chapter 12. Here it is quote. It is doubtless not profitable, profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Verse two. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body, I do not know or whether out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Now stop. Again, when you go to the early church fathers, you'll discover that the apostle Paul was stoned to death in Lystra and the saints that were with him after his, when he was stoned to death, gathered around him in the name of the Lord and prayed for Paul to be raised from the dead. So God raised Paul from the dead. Yes, the early church raised people from the dead. And I got news for you. God is still able to raise people from the dead today. Just because you don't see it in the American church or the Westernized church or the apathetic, lukewarm, Westernized church that we know it today does not mean that God is not able to do these miracles today because God did not retract his gifts all the gifts and callings are, uh, of God are without reproach or they're irrevocable. And the gifts of the Spirit were not done away with by the early church in the fourth century, but the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and I and quickens our mortal bodies. Jesus said it's an expedient for me to go away and go into the Father, because if not, then he, or he says it's expedient for me to go away so that the same miracles that I do, ye will do also, and likewise greater shall you do, because I go unto the Father. Come on, somebody, hallelujah. So here's the point I'm making. As the Apostle Paul was stoned to death in the streets of Lystra, he was raised from the dead by the church, and from the point, from the time he was stoned to death, something happened to him. His scholars say that 
He stepped into eternity briefly. This is why he said, watch this. He's speaking of himself here when he says in the body, I don't know, or whether out of the body, I do not know. God knows such a one was caught up. Somebody say up to the third heaven. Somebody say the third heaven. Now I'm going to pull this away because I've got to teach this a little bit or it's it's not going to make any sense. All right. So. I thought paradise was under the earth, brother Ricky. I thought it was in Abraham's bosom. It was under the old covenant. But when something happened, when Jesus gave up his spirit on the cross, remember the Bible says that the thief that was hanging beside him said, uh, Lord, permit me to be with you in paradise or permit me to enter into your kingdom. And Jesus looked unto the thief and said, I'll tell you the truth today, today you shall be with me in paradise. But so the soul and spirit came out of Jesus when he said, I commend unto you my spirit. He said this on the cross. You can find this in the gospels. And according to the writer of the new Testament, uh, which is the apostle Paul to the church of Ephesus in the book of Ephesians. The Bible says that before he ascended to the father, he first descended into the lower parts of the earth. That would be Abraham's bosom. And the Bible says he led captivity captive. He drew those out of this place. He preached to the spirits of the dead. This is in the book of Hebrews. And he led them out of Abraham's bosom. Now, not everyone, but the righteous that had died under the law of Moses. He led them out. And now Abraham's bosom was completely. Uh, it, the Bible says that hell had enlarged itself. And now under the new covenant. Paradise moved locations paradise is no longer below paradise is now above in a place that paul called in his writings the third heaven which is and i'm going to prove to you in a minute when i get to the book of revelation is under the it's a compartment under the throne room of god where the souls of the righteous are currently at right now present tense Okay, you still with me now? Look, I know all the seven day events are not because they get mad when I start talking about this because they don't believe it. But I'm, I'm showing you everything with scripture here. Okay, so now you say, well, how can it be three heavens? I thought there was one heaven when it speaks of the three heavens in the book of Isaiah. He, Isaiah talks about there is the first heaven is when we look out into the sky and we see the, the pretty blue sky or the gloomy sky, depending on where you're at and your weather. But we'll say the blue sky and the puffy clouds. That's the first heaven. The second heaven is beyond that. And we go into the realm where there is celestial um uh, bodies where you have the planets, you have the stars. This is where the galaxies are. The solar system is, this is where all this is at. Then you go beyond the regions of the North, as the Bible says, and you get into the habitation or the throne room of God, where God's throne sets. So you have the first heaven, the second heaven, and then 
you have the heaven of heavens or the what Paul said, quote, the third heaven, this and he called it paradise. The 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 compartment for the righteous. Now watch this. Let me go back to the scripture. We're in second Corinthians 12. And I, listen, I'm spending a whole lot more time on this than I really wanted to, but I believe this is going to, this is an equipping edifying message. Watch this verse three. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows how he was caught up into paradise and he heard inexpressible words. Notice he could hear. So he, he, he was stoned to death. He died. He, his soul and spirit was taken up to third, to the third heaven. He's able to hear. He said, I heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to even utter of such one. I will boast yet of myself. I will not boast except in my infirmities. And so he, he talks about now he doesn't mention what he sees per se, but he said he was permitted to hear things. At the throne room of God in the third heaven and God's presence. Then they said, well, brother Ricky, that sounds great. That sounds nice, but I don't believe in that. I believe in soul sleep and I don't believe the soul and spirit. When it comes out of the body, it goes into a place under the earth called hell, or I don't believe it goes into heaven. Well, we got a problem. If you don't believe, if you believe that a soul sleep and you believe that, the, that when we die, we don't see nothing, we don't hear nothing. And we just remain in this, this, uh, this place of soul sleep until the day of judgment. Then we, you got a, we got a real problem when we get to revelation chapter six. Six. Let me read this to you. It's right there on your screen. And when he opened the fifth seal, this is Revelation 6, 9. I saw under the altar. Where? Under the altar. Where's the altar? In heaven. Where's heaven? In the regions beyond the north. Who dwells in heaven? God. Where's God's throne? In heaven, right? I saw under the altar. Now, what did John see under the altar? Look what it says here. The souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now, we got a real problem here. If if you believe that when you die and your soul, your soul and spirit just remains in this in this spirit place of where you died in a in a in a state of soul sleep and you don't know nothing you don't have any recollection you don't have any perception you don't you're then again we've got a real problem here because john said he saw under the altar of god in heaven souls that were slain for the word of god and their testimony but let's read on here verse 10 and they cried with a loud voice saying "Uh uh-oh they have a voice So not only did John see souls in heaven under the throne of God, but they also have a voice with words and an utterance. Listen to what he says. Listen to what they're saying. How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Now, I just made a statement here that is profound. Somehow, some way, these souls that are in heaven have an understanding and a know-how of what's going on in the earth because they're saying, God, why haven't you yet avenged us of our blood? Oh, come on. Some of you, that just went right over your head. I don't know how any simpler I can make it. I'm telling you. 
When we die, we're not just in a place where we don't know nothing, see nothing, hear nothing. We don't have our senses and we're in this soul sleep. No, 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 no. You have all your senses. In fact, I would venture to say that not only do you have all your senses, but it's like your senses go in high definition. The colors are brighter. The sounds are much louder. Come on. You, your sensitivity is more, far more extreme than it was on the earth. Your feelings are far more sensual than they were on the earth. Your remembrance, you'll be able to remember things that you you haven't been able to remember since a childhood, but the, everything is almost like you step into this eternal place and it's like there's no restrainer of your physical body. And now you are in the created um, the, the body or in this new form that God created you to be all along. Now, I know eventually we're going to get resurrected bodies. Paul talked about that in his writings at Corinthians, and he talks about that in Thessalonians. Okay, but I'm telling you right now, current, currently, we are, have the ability to do it. Now, listen, guys, I've went 32 minutes in this. I didn't want to go this long, so I've got to get through this. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and let me, it's actually verse 6. I'm going to pull this up too so you can see this. Ready? This is 2 Corinthians 5, 6. So we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, he's talking about our physical body here. He's not talking about your house that you live in, that you pay rent on or your mortgage or whatever. He's talking about your physical body. We are confident to know that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Look at this. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be, watch this, absent from the body, physical, and to be present with the Lord. What did he say? Absent from the body, present with the Lord. All right. Then we go over here to First Timothy. Um, actually, let me let me give you another verse here. Philippians chapter two, if you have your Bible with me and you're on Spotify or Apple, we're in Philippians chapter two, verses nine and 10. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and say nine, 10 and 11. Again, Philippians two, nine, Philippians chapter two, verses nine through 11. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him this is talking about jesus the name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth did y'all see that these there is three realms that are mentioned here heaven earth under the earth he said there will be people Look at what he says here. It's the name of Jesus exalt above every name that is in heaven, on earth, or under the earth. And he says those under the earth. Now, who's he talking about? Those under the earth. He's not talking about just the angels because we know according to scriptures, there's angels that are bound under the earth they're in a place called tartarus in the greek this is this holding chamber they'll be released at the, in the book of revelation in the tribulation but th this is not talking about angels this is talking about the souls of the unrighteous and those who have perished without christ 
These are those under the earth. So not only does he tell you there's souls under the earth here, guys, but he's telling you the location of hell again is under the earth. I don't have time to listen. I could spend another 30 minutes proving to you that the location of hell is in the center of the earth. And I can go all the way back to the, the book of Genesis and talk about how God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and the earth was, uh, and, and it was void and, and God created this, uh, the, these, the deep and the earth is, is place called to home. And there was a compartment that he created in the center of the earth. And originally it was for, for the devil and his angels. But now although all those who reject Christ and they, and they, they put their allegiance into with Satan by rejecting Christ, God, you will be sent to this place. You, by your own admission, you will be sent to the place, what I call the devil's hell because it was originally created for him. And the, the, and the angels that rebelled, uh, with Satan against God. Y'all, every, is everybody following me? I hope everybody's following with me here. Now, let's get to, now I want to get to this. All right. Um, here's a story. This is from, this is coming out of Chicago. A Chicago area man tells his near death experience, quote, it's a beautiful feeling. I'm going to read this and then we're going to do some commentary. We've got about 20 minutes and I want to get through this quote, cold pain and fear. That's what Humberto Casas, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, felt when his chest started hurting during a bike ride last winter. The only thing he could do as he waited for the ambulance was to pray. So he was praying. We got that exertion. Uh, we, we got that. When I started praying, all this fear and cold and the pain in my arms, it went away and I experienced peace. He then said he was rushed to St. Catherine's Hospital in Wisconsin, where cardiologist Dr. Michael Rosenberg met him for the first time on the operating table. Humberto asked Dr. Rosenberg, Quote, is this a death or life situation? And the doctor looked at him and said, yes, it is. Humberto felt at that point his life was ending. Dr. Rosenberg confirmed that he had the widow maker legend. Now, for you guys that don't know this, a widow maker is this catastrophic heart attack that it's it's got a really high percentage rate of killing its victims. You don't really, most people don't get up from a widow maker. I'm just saying. So let's, now that we've got that, let's go on here. He suffered two cardiac arrests and his heart stopped. What happened, what happened next was Humberto's incredible experience of dying and entering what he called paradise, the path that leads you to heaven. Now, this is interesting. Quote, Humberto also remembers the unimaginable feeling of peace, rest, and relief that washed over him. Remember, we talked about this at the very beginning when we talked about near-death experiences. Quote, it was like feeling the feeling you get after a long, long day of work, but a thousand times more wonderful. Quote, it's a beautiful feeling, he said. Your soul just lets go and your soul keeps following the light. The light of God, he called it. This is where you feel life starts. While Humberto was in this heavily sojourn, he remembers looking down. Here we go. Again, he's elevated looking down and seeing his children on the couch. 
His his wife then talks about how after his recovery, he told the story to his children and they begin weeping because they said, quote, Dad, that's where we were all sitting the whole time praying for you. Humberto emphatically discounts the idea some may have that he was only, quote, dreaming or he was hallucinating because he says the experience is, quote, engraved in my soul. Dr. Rosenberg confirms that other patients have described to him their near death experience. Humberto has a joyful and hopeful message for all those mourning the death of a loved one. Quote, they don't need to worry. They'll be in a very good place. God is there. Now, I've got some problems. I've got some things with this story that doesn't trouble me so much that I can find scripture for, but I've got some problems with some other things in this story. I'm going to come, we're going to, I'm going to bookmark this and I'm going to come back to it. Let me go to another story. This is another story from CBN news quote, Jesus is real. God is real and heaven is real. True, true and true. Woman dies and visits heaven after having a heart attack. Janelle Wolford uh, called 911 after suffering what she would later call and knew to be a heart attack. According to CBNnews.com, Quote, pretty quickly after finishing eating, I had feeling, I had a feeling that I, that was heavy in my chest, but just felt like indigestion and I didn't really think a whole lot of it. And then I noticed pain in my left shoulder and it started kind, uh, kind of to go up near my jaw. My breathing was getting a little harder and shallow and all of a sudden I got a real clammy and sweaty, she said. Quote, that's when I really began to think, well, maybe, uh, this really is going to be something with my heart. I called for my daughter to come out to talk to me and I let her know I wasn't feeling right, that I felt like I might need to go to the hospital. Quote, she's like, call 911, Janelle says, describing her daughter's frantic response. Now I want to read eventually just to get through this so we don't, I don't want to waste a lot of your time. She went on, she said, quote, all of a sudden, I just said, my head feels funny and my vision. At that point, all I saw, it was like this veil, this, quote, white cloudy veil just kind of came down and that was it. The next thing I know, I was just in a bright, bright place and was overwhelmed with joy and peace and happiness. Let me... um. I'm going to pull this up so you can read. I'm going to write along with me. I'm right here on this paragraph. Janelle says she found herself in heaven. I was looking around at everything, everyone just trying to see all who all was there. It was a place of comfort. It was like a familiar place. I knew people that I loved were there and I was looking to see what all was there and who all was there. It was just so beautiful. No pain, no fear, just peace, comfort, joy. It was amazing. Why would you want to leave? I didn't. As I'm doing all that, I hear my name called out. Janelle says, putting her hand to her ear, I was like, no, thank you. I'm happy here. I'm staying. So in other words, she's saying that there was a voice coming from earth 
calling her name. She says, no, I'm happy. I'm here. I'm enjoying this. I'm not leaving this. And then I heard my name again. And I'm like, oh, do I have to answer? I said, maybe if I answer, they'll let me come back. So I answered. And the moment I answered to my name, the minute I answered my name, it was gone. I was back right there with the EMTs no longer in heaven. Then they started letting me know what was going on. And Janelle said about the EMTs attending to her, quote, they told me I had actually had a heart attack and that they had to perform CPR and shock my heart to get me back. He said that it was about two to two and a half minutes that I had been dead. So she was clinically dead for two and a two and a half minutes and she had no heartbeat. Um, she was again taken to a hospital where diagnosis was rendered. Uh, now she goes on and says, quote, I really believe the Lord let me go through this for my daughter. Janelle says of her heavenly experience so that she can have the reassurance to know, truly know that Jesus is real. God is real. Heaven is real. And it's all worth it to know that whatever you go through on this earth, in this earthly life, as bad and hard as it is, it is worth it to know Jesus is your savior and to trust God with all you're going through. There is nothing on this earth that can even give you a comprehension of how amazing and glorious the peace and the joy is up there. Now, I've got one more story that I want to share with you in just a moment. But before we get to this, we have here we have a story. Uh, let me pull this back here. Here we have a story uh, from a Chicago resident. And we have another story of a woman here. So a man and a woman both died. Both had heart attacks. Both experienced what they say was heaven or paradise. The Okay. The problem I have with the first story is when when we hear this and i'm going to pull this up because i want to show you this look what he says here quote humberto has a joyful and hopeful message for all those mourning the death of the death of a loved one Listen to what he says. They don't need to worry. They'll be in a very good place. God is there. Well, I have a big problem with that. Because first of all, the one thing that both of these stories fail to mention is the opposite place called hell. Neither story mentioned an eternity separated from God. Neither story mentioned hell. Neither story mentioned that there's a place of torment. And neither story mentioned that, watch this, that if you don't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that this is where you would spend your eternity. Now, why do I have a problem with that? Because Jesus in his own words, you go and read the New Testament, Jesus emphasized and preached more on the dangers of hellfire than he did the, the wonderful uh, experience of heaven. All in, again, let me say that one more time. Jesus warned about going into this place called hell far more than he did entering into the place of heaven. In fact, your Bible says that wide and broad is the path that leads to destruction and many be that go into it and narrow and compressed is the way into life and few be there that find it. So, uh, hello, in modern translation, 
there is going to be far more people that are going to go to hell than there is to heaven. So now you say, well, brother Ricky, why do all these people, whether they're Hindu, whether they're Buddhist, whether Muslim, whether whatever their, whatever their faith is, they all say the same thing. They die. They come out of their body. They experience this light. They experience warmth. They experience comfort. I want to show you something that's interesting to me. In the book of first Timothy, let me pull this scripture up. Let me show you this. The apostle Paul wrote here in first Timothy chapter six, verse 16. He talks about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Look what he describes here. He says that he dwells in unapproachable light whom no man has seen or can see. Let me say that one more time. Paul describes Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And he he says that he dwells in a, what he called an unapproachable light whom no man has seen or can see. Now, if you remember the Apostle Paul's experience on the road to Damascus, when he experienced a direct encounter with God, remember, he looked into the presence of Jesus and he was blinded for three days and three nights. And he had to go to a man that he would be healed of his blindness. And then uh, consequently, you go to second Corinthians chapter 12 and the apostle Paul describes the third heaven or paradise, which he died and went to paradise or this place in heaven. But he never said that he saw things. Let me go back here just to make sure I want to cover my bases. I want to make sure that I'm saying this right in the body. I don't know whether the body, I do not know. God knows one who I, he, one was caught up to the third heaven, and I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. He was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. He never mentions about seeing anything. Now, that's interesting to me and intriguing to me because I don't think it's just a play on words because Paul, again, this is the same God that wrote in the New Testament that God the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords dwells in an unapproachable light that no man has seen. Okay. So it's interesting to me that all these people claim to have died and they're just, they have this, they have this free will to be able to go into this most holy place of God's dwelling and throne. And they're able and they're permitted to look upon the throne, look upon God, have conversations with God, look at people there, look at places there. This is the thing that troubles me, my brothers and sisters, because here is why. Because watch this. We have got to be very careful because watch this second Corinthians 11. I know this is a little different today for many of you guys. You like the information part. You like the prophecy and the end times, but I'm telling you this is end times because deception is one of the greatest things that Jesus warned about above desire, above earthquakes and above disasters and above wars and rumors of war. The very first thing he warned his disciples, be not deceived. Look at this. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. 
or let's go to 13, 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. Look what it says here, just transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Now we see that in the church today. There's all these alleged apostles. They're all over Facebook. They're all over YouTube. They're all over uh, social media. And they claim they, they've, they've titled themselves apostles. They claim to be apostles, but uh, they don't bear fruit. They don't have the characteristics. Nobody called them. Nobody commissioned them. Nobody sent them. Hello, they are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves in apostles of light. But look, look at verse 14 here. And no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. And therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to to their works. What are you trying to say, brother Ricky? I'm trying to tell you that, listen, I, could it be possible that we got people that are, and I'm not saying that these people didn't die. I'm not saying the guy in Chicago or the, the Chicago resident didn't die. I'm not saying that this woman didn't die. I'm not saying these people didn't die. And I'm not saying, listen, if I say that, then I got to mark off the apostle Paul's experience because Paul did die. Early church history points that out. He did get stoned and left for dead in Lystra. He was raised from the dead. I do believe he legitimately experienced what he did. He did go to the third heaven. So I'm not going to say, watch this, that everybody who went to heaven or experienced a, a quote unquote near death experience or life after death, I'm not saying that they're all false, but what I'm saying is we have got to be Bereans that's a term used in the book of Acts of individuals who, when they heard things that were preached and taught to them, they went home and studied the scriptures to see if these things were be, that if they were there or not, if they lined up with scripture. The problem I have with this guy that died, this Chicago resident, is listen to the message that he's getting across out here. If you've, if you've had a loved one out there, it don't matter if they were a drunkard, if they were an adulterer, if they were, if they did anything that the Bible says that would send them to hell. Cause you know, the Bible says that it's, it's very plain. Be not deceived for the ungodly should not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, neither shall homosexuals, neither shall sodomites, neither shall the unrighteous, the wicked, the abominable, the drunkards, the liars, the pr- all that's there. They will not inherit the kingdom wide and broad. Most people are going to hell. And this guy is, is given is putting a message out there that don't worry about your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your relatives. Don't worry if they've died because they're in a very good place. Um, if listen, if they accepted Christ and they've been born again and their names in the Lamb's book of life, yes, that's a true statement. But if they never accepted Christ and they died in their sins, uh, friend, I don't care what was spoken at the eulogy or whatever the pastor, the pastor or the chaplain or the priest or whoever did their last rites or whatever. I don't care what kind of warm and fuzzy he gave you and convinced you. It's not scripturally true. And that leads me to the last story. I don't know if you guys saw this. Let me pull up the headline here. 
There, this one made headlines, and that's why I wanted to talk about. It. There is this priest um, who claims that he died. Here's another heart attack. Man, all these guys having heart attacks are just they're having these life after death experiences. But this priest died during a heart attack, claims that he went to hell. And while he was in hell, he saw demons singing Rihanna's umbrella and Bobby McFerrin's don't worry, be happy to torture people. Now, guys, again, I don't want to even entertain all this and read all this stuff. You can read this again. You can find this. this is, I'm going to give you the quote or the uh, reference. This is dailymail.com. We, we, uh, uh, I believe we shared this on our main website. We may not have because it's just, and, and let me, let me tell you why I have a problem with this. Um, number one, I can't find anywhere in scripture that even remotely comes close to what this guy's claiming. He got he, in his testimony. He's saying here now he did say that he died. Uh, and the reason why he was a priest and the re- and he says the reason why he went to hell is because he had unforgiveness in his heart. Now, friends, I can tell you scripturally that that is accurate. That's true. Jesus said, if you do not forgive men of their trespasses, neither shall your heavenly father forgive you of yours. So harboring unforgiveness in your heart will lead you to hell. So that part he got right. But the but come on, the worst torture in hell is not the worm that dies not, not that you're burning in a devil's hell. And again, according to the rich man that died and went to hell, which is scriptural, said he was in a tor- he was in torment in the fire, in the heat. He was burning and he, uh, that was not the worst torture. According to this guy, according to this priest, the worst torture in hell was being forced to listen to secular music. And not just any secular music, but Rihanna and Bobby McFerrin. I, I'm sorry, guys. I just have a very hard time swallowing that and don't believe that. So here's the bottom line, and we're going to close with this. We've went almost an hour into this. I didn't want to go this long, but you know what? Let God have his way, and I pray that someone be edified to this message. Let's, let's do the takeaway. Number one, if when we the day that we die on this side of heaven if we don't if we don't make it to the rapture and we expire before then we will see physical death it's appointed unto man once to die then the judgment when we and you and I die under the new covenant now new testament present tense if we have a relationship with Christ and our lamb is in the lamb's book of life we, our soul and spirit will come out of our bodies. It will be accompanied and escorted by angels of heaven that will bring, uh, that will carry our soul and spirit up to a path that leads unto the third heaven in paradise under the throne room of God, where in which we will rest until all things are fulfilled. If you do not have a covenant with God, and you die in your sins, the Bible says that you will lift up your eyes and you will be in a place in torment called hell under the earth. Now, if you're watching this, you're listening to this, and this is shaking you up, you're not right with God. You know in your heart that if you were to die today and your heart was to stop beating today, you know for certain 
that you are you, you that you have no peace because you know that you're not going to make it to the kingdom. Friend, if you're watching today, you're backslid, you don't know the Lord, now's the opportunity to get right with God, right where you're at. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual under the sound of my voice that's watching or listening to this broadcast tonight. I pray that if they're away from you, they don't know you. I pray that they would begin to open their mouth and they would begin to repent of their sins and put their faith and trust in you, Jesus Christ. And and listen, if you're watching this and you don't know how to pray this listen i'm going to pray a prayer and if you would like to repeat what i pray that's fine but you pray however the lord leads you but if you mean it here's the key don't just utter words but your heart's far from it you got to put your heart into it the bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that jesus christ died and rose again on the third day then you shall be saved father in the name of jesus lord i ask that you'd forgive me of my sins that you would forgive me of my transgressions my iniquities my shortfalls and my shortcomings. I pray that you would wash me in the blood of Jesus tonight. Lord, that you would inscribe my name in the Lamb's book of life. That Lord God, that you would come into my heart through the Holy Spirit, live on the inside of me and lead me and guide me and direct me all the days of my life. Lord, lead me to a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, doctrinally sound group of believers, whether there be a local church, a home group, an online group or where I can get connected with believers so that I can grow in my faith uh, and, and, and getting to know you and walk in, in a relationship with you day by day by day. And I pray this tonight in Jesus name. Amen. and Amen. Friends, if you meant that, I'm telling you all of heaven is rejoicing tonight because you've made the greatest choice that you could ever make. Listen, intimeheadlines.org, intimeheadlines.com. That's our main website. Download our free app. It's available on Apple. It's available on Android. Uh, you guys are listening by Apple, Spotify. Just type in end time headlines. Get our app. Push yes to push notifications. You're going to get every headline, every podcast right there at your fingertips. If you're watching or listening, and again, this ministry is just a source of blessing, information, revelation, equipping to you and your family, and you'd like to support this ministry on a monthly basis, becoming a partner of our ministry, you can do that two different ways. You can give electronic through the app that's the easiest way or uh, uh, or you can give by check or money order and you can do that if you wish to give by check or money order right there on the screen you can make it out to end time headlines p.o box 1391 that's monroe georgia that's 30655 listen real quick before we go be sure to follow us and subscribe to us on all of our social media accounts this way you can keep up with everywhere we're going i can't promise you we're going to be on the social media giants platforms forever because we probably won't we're just being realistic because they're cracking down on all this but listen we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on youtube we're on instagram we're on rumble and we're on telegram all the links to these are found in if you're watching by rumble youtube facebook live or by the main website our main website all the description to these are in are the links i'm sorry to these sites are in the description if you'll go in the description of this video you're going to see the link just click on it go like and subscribe and follow us there uh, again, make sure you share this video, like us on YouTube, like us on YouTube for more content like this. Listen, we're going to sign off for today. We'll be off tomorrow on Wednesday the 8th, but we'll be right back here in the studios 
on, on the studio, rather, on February 9th on a, on a Thursday night. So until then, may the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you in a couple days. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.